0: The final showdown between Trump and Biden happened last night. Was it enough for a Trump landslide? And the former Hunter Biden business partner speaks. And an Ohio sheriff, he's ready to help anti-Trump celebrities leave the country. We've got that and much more coming up, and it starts right now. Happy Friday. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I'm still filling in for Sarah Gonzalez, who is on maternity leave. She did make a brief appearance last night for some post-debate coverage, so everybody was excited to see her there. But I am here today with Mr. Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. Thanks for being at the table. Thank you. And Mr. Eric July, our Blaze TV contributor and the host of For Canon's Sake. Thank you for being here. All right. So I know I'm sure. Did you both watch or at least see the highlights? Oh, yeah?
1: I at least saw the highlights okay, And the memes, of course. All right. Yes. Yeah. The memes are, are some yes. of the best
0: things that came out Absolutely. of this thing. All right. So there was a moment where Joe Biden unequivocally denied that his son, Hunter, made money from any foreign business deal involving China. And we've got a clip. We want to start with this.
2: I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. We learned that this president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever. Number one. Number two. This is a president, I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years. Go look at them, 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. What are you hiding? Why are you unwilling? The foreign countries are paying you a lot. Russia's paying you a lot, China's paying you a lot, and your hotels and all your businesses all around the country, all around the world, and China's building a new road to a new ga- a, a, a golf course you have overseas. So what's going on here? Why don't release your
3: tax return or stop talking about corruption?
2: President Trump, your responsible. First of
3: all, I called my accountants, underwrote it. I'm gonna release them as soon as we can. I wanna do it, and it'll show how successful, how great this, company is, but much more importantly than that, people were saying $750. I asked them a week ago, I said, what did I pay? They said, sir, you prepaid tens of millions of dollars. I prepaid my tax. Tens over the last number of years. Tens of millions of dollars I prepaid because at some point they think it's an estimate. They think I may have to pay tax. So, I already prepaid it. Nobody told me that. Did your Nobody told you, when you that. Excuse them? me. And it wasn't written whenever they write this. They keep talking about $750, which I think is a filing fee. But let me just tell you I prepaid millions and millions of dollars in taxes. Number one. Number two, I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made $3.5 million, Joe. And your son gave you, they even have a statement that we have to give 10% to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know, maybe you're not, but you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10% to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible.
0: So I think most of us were expecting Trump to confront Joe Biden about his son's dealings in China, the Ukraine. He also said he's the vice president of the United States and his son, his brother, and his other brother are getting rich. They're like a vacuum cleaner. So uh, the moderator, uh, Kristen Wilber, she didn't avoid it. She did ask Biden to address it, too. And he basically left no room to backtrack. And he said his he denied that his son made money from a business deal with Chinese associates. He said, my son has not made money in terms of this thing. What you're talking about, China. First, do you think the American people even care about this story?
4: Uh, it doesn't seem like it, um, which is, is too bad because it's, it's an interesting story of corruption. And uh, the family business of the Bidens is all about corruption. You notice he says he didn't make a, a single penny from any foreign entity. But yeah, because it was all laundered through your son and your brothers. And maybe it didn't come directly from Russia or China, but indirectly uh, through Hunter and others. Uh, he must have made a fortune because, as Trump also pointed out last night, Joe Biden's incredibly wealthy. Where did that come from? He's been a public servant for 47 years. How did he get all this money? What are you doing to make that? I'd, I'd love to know. Um, and so uh, I, I think Trump and his demeanor during all of that was tremendous this
1: time.
0: He really reined it in compared to the first debate. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were really pleased to see that.
1: Yeah, he wasn't anything like his usual Trump self, which that surprises me. Um, of course, I expected a crap show um, and it wasn't as mm-hmm. much of a crap show. Definitely. And compared to the first one, maybe his guys got in his ear and said, you know what? We kind of got a real dissent. This, this may be an important an important debate. And you can let, you know, Biden talk himself Into a corner, but as far as you know, the public caring about really this this whole story, I know they would if the shoe was on the other foot. They have. We've already seen Mm -hmm. examples of this. We went through an entire impeachment uh, process um, with this in mind. Now, that doesn't change the fact that you know we are where we are, and I think because it is Biden and he is as protected as he uh, is as we've discussed many times on the show. They unfortunately aren't aren't going to care, no matter how much of a smoking gun um, that it is. But that's completely correct. When you look at the fact that they are corrupt, you wonder where he got all of his money, and you know what was what was funneled more so through uh, Hunter Biden, and how much got to him, and and you know Mayor Moscow. Like wh- what is actually going on with him? And it's more so foreign deals. The public unfortunately does not care because they're not being told. To care, and that's the mm-hmm. disadvantage that Trump—he was at that disadvantage when he first started running—and you're seeing how the folks that do control the general information that is seen as legitimate, they get to decide the narrative. As we talked about the other day in PR. You know, they said we ain't even touching it. That's a distraction. We won't even cover it. It's a distraction. So he benefits from that. And a lot of people carry his 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 water for him because nobody's supporting Joe Biden because of anything that he's personally said or or done. Mm -hmm.
4: And I don't know that the Republicans or or President Trump or really anyone has uh, unless they're watching Glenn's specials on Wednesday nights. uh, I don't think we've done a good job alerting the american people to why it, ma- it should matter to them how it affects them in their lives well you've you've got a, a potentially very very corrupt president who's on the take from many different foreign entities through his uh through his family and that's going to affect them greatly but i i don't think they get it
0: right i i agree well one other thing that president trump came prepared to talk about was the issue of caged children at the border being brought up last night And he did pummel uh, Joe Biden with his response. I think we have a clip of that.
3: Children are brought here by coyotes and lots of bad people, cartels, And they're brought here and they used to use them to get into our country. We now have as strong a border as we've ever had. We're over 400 miles of brand new wall. You see the numbers and we let people in, but they have to come in legally and they come in through. But how will
0: you reunite these kids with their families, Mr. President?
3: They built cages. You know, they used to say, I built the cages. And then they had a picture in a certain newspaper. And it was a picture of these horrible cages and they said look at these cages president trump built them and then it was determined they were built in 2014 that was him do you they
2: have built a plan cages. to reunite the kids yes we're working families?
3: on it very we're, we're trying very hard but a lot of these kids come out without the parents they come over through cartels and through coyotes and through gangs
2: vice president biden let me bring you into this conversation quick response and then another question to you these 500 plus kids came with parents They separated them at the border to make it a disincentive to come to begin with. they real tough. We're really strong. And guess what? They cannot, it's not coyotes didn't bring them over. Their parents were with them. They got separated from their parents. And it makes us a laughing stock and violates every notion of who we are as a nation. Let me ask you a follow-up question.
3: They did it. We changed the policy. Your response
2: they to did that? They We, we did not. They built the cages.
3: Who built the cages, Joe? Let's
2: talk about who built the cages. Let's talk about what we're talking about. What happened? Parents were ripped. Their kids were ripped from their arms and separated, wow, and now they cannot find over five hundred of sets of those parents. And those kids are alone, nowhere to go, nowhere to go. It's criminal. It's criminal.
0: So if you missed the debate, and it's kind of hard to piece together from from listening to that, but Kristen Welker asked the president to respond to a report that ICE wasn't able to find parents of more than 500 children who had been separated from their families at the border. And then uh, Trump referenced that Democrats used photographs of children caged at the border to frame him like he's had these very harsh policies, and it turned out those photos came from during Obama's presidency. One thing that I thought was really interesting about all this is so many people on Twitter, blue check mark, whether they're high-profile celebrities, whatever, had never heard the term coyotes before and were confused as to whether or not These he was saying coyotes were dragging children across <laughs> the border. The yeah. I mean, it was just, they Amazing. really believed that it was coyotes. So anyway.
1: Just riding coyotes. That's, right? kind of just, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens, right? Do, God do you, I mean, it's
0: just so silly. Do you think it was smart that President Trump even brought this up?
1: Mm, that's a good question because it's one of those policies that a lot of folks hammer Trump because of he you know he came in as a strong kind of uh, build the wall uh, this sort of anti-illegal immigration and it's a very interesting thing and unfortunately because I think a lot of conservatives they they are in favor of that, Obama's deportation numbers are far worse than Trump's so far when you look at mm-hmm. them and, and Obama deported don't take my word for anything America go look it up. Obama deported more than any other president before him. And again, he's still outpacing Trump right now in his first four years. And then we in comparison to at least Obama's first four years. And I would hammer home that. But he doesn't, I think, because he wants to look like like he is the hawk, because a lot of people are in support of that general idea. I do think they could use it against them. And he should use it against them because that is supposedly the party of, of of of. I don't know, open borders, per se, um, and and whatnot, because they care so much about the child separation uh, uh, from the border, despite that already being done and at a far higher rate when you consider the fact that Obama, during his first four years, had deported so many people.
4: Plus, there's a couple of things that aren't aren't being talked about much in in this particular story, and one of them is, where are the parents? Why don't they come forward and say, hey, do you have my child? Where are they? Are they not looking for these children? Do they not... I mean, they know if they were separated at the border with from their children, they know where the kids are. Well, come forward and get your kids. Right. What is going on? There's no responsibility here on the part of anybody who has crossed illegally. That that's never an issue. And uh, the other thing is, do you want the children in the adult prison with all the adults? Because one of the the reasons they separate the children from the parents is because they go into a separate facility so that they're not subjected to, uh, in some cases, really hardened criminals uh, who are there as adults. Uh, Some of these guys are drug dealers. They're they're cartel members. Uh, As he pointed out, day one, some of them are rapists. They're not certainly all. And he didn't say that they were all rapists, but some of them are bad people. And you're separating the children from the adults just as a precautionary uh, technique. And nobody ever talks about it. It's such a weird that.
1: thing that people talk about anyway when they talk about separate from kids. And, <clears throat> you know, despite of what my position is on, on the border or anything like that, it doesn't matter what it is that you do. If you come in conflict with the law you get separated from your kids here, right? Like now. if I go get a, if I don't do, do right. some bus up someone upside the head and go get arrested, I don't have children. But if I did it, you're going to be separated from my kids. That's, <laughs> yes. how, that's how it works. So it's such a bizarre right. thing it that is. people focus on that particular deal, right. as if no matter what it is that you do, you're supposed to stay mm-hmm. with your, you're kind your, of like, we don't apply that uh, policy or more so that logic to anything else that it is that we do, even inside of the country, as if you, if you do commit what the state has deemed as a crime, it is inevitable that you're going to get separated from your child. You're not going to get t- detained with your kid. That right. works.
0: And that's just a good public service announcement for anybody out there that's considering committing a crime today. Just remember, if you've got children, you <laughs> are going to be separated. you're an American citizen, right. you will be separated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, we've got more to come, but first we want to thank our sponsor rough greens can you hear it the dogs are speaking Uh, not literally but it's pretty evident by the way they eat their food when it's got rough greens on it it makes them happy if you're a dog owner you know that loving your dog it's only part of the responsibility that you have as his owner you also have to take good care of him and make sure that you do everything that you can to promote a healthy and happy life for him And that is why I love rough greens because it isn't a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on your dog's food and it contains all those nutrients that your dog needs, but they get cooked out of the kibble food when it's being made. So put back those probiotics, the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, the omega oils. Those are just some of the things that your dog needs to lead a healthier lifestyle. And they're all the things that are in rough greens. So get the rough greens jumpstart bag today for just $14.95 and start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. You want to see your dog thrive again? Just go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F greens slash blaze. We'll be back. NBC's Kristen Welker, she moderated the debate last night. She's been getting some pretty high praise from people on the left and the right for how she moderated the debate. Uh, but someone who's a little jealous is Chris Wallace, and we've got a clip.
3: Chris Wallace, your thoughts?
2: well first of all i'm jealous i would have liked to have been able to moderate that debate and to get uh, a real exchange of views instead of uh, uh
4: hundreds of interruptions uh i thought it was a good debate a good substantive debate all right hmm. well maybe he should have done a better job then. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't he could have been proud instead of jealous uh chris interrupted i don't know how many times how many times did he interrupt the, the the debate and that caused the president or biden whoever he was interrupting to just continue to try to talk over him and then you had the it was a cluster event uh by the end of it so yeah chris could have fixed that um by being a better moderator He was awful.
1: Yeah, he was. He was a terrible moderator. And I don't know if he had the access Mm to the mute button or anything. But, (laughs) yeah, he was a bad moderator. um, And a lot of that was on them. And and I will try to be somewhat, I don't know, lenient, because it did seem like Trump went into this debate.
4: He did uh, with uh, a different mindset Yeah,
1: with a different kind of uh, kind of mindset as opposed to Mm -hmm. how he did, because, again, it was the first debate. Everybody's fired up. Everybody's amped up. And you, though he was a terrible moderator, make a, absolutely no sense. I think it still would have been difficult even for the current moderator, the recent moderator to have reigned more so Trump and like that because he was on something else. That and it was the first debate, so while he was terrible, I want to try to give him some sort of leeway and to say a lot. Some of that was both Biden and, mm-hmm. and Trump just going in with a completely different attitude. And once he got off the rails, it got off the rails pretty early. And once he got off the rails, it was no getting back. It was on it. done. Yeah, yeah it was I done.
0: think Chris Wells kind of was taken off guard at how they both came out swinging so fast yeah, in the first he was debate. Like, oh my god! Well, I thought this was funny. Uh, President Trump he warned ahead of the debate that Kristen Welker has always been terrible and unfair, <laughs> but midway through the. debate, He actually tipped his hat to her and said, you know, he respected the way she was handling things. So that was kind of a softer side of him as well. All right. So let's move on and talk about Joe Biden's presidential campaign. They lashed out in a fiery statement after the Trump campaign reportedly invited a former business associate of Hunter Biden as a guest to the presidential Debate on Thursday, um, it was Tony Bobolinsky. He's a former Navy lieutenant and businessman. He's the one that's contradicted the claims from Joe Biden that he never spoke to his son about business matters. Um, and before this debate, uh, Bobolinsky held a media briefing to announce that he was handing over his electronic devices with evidence of his claims to federal authorities. And uh, take a listen to what he had to say.
3: On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At approx- a, at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe that night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level.
4: Hmm.
0: Now, the Biden campaign basically said... What is true is that this Tony Bobulinski is admitting on the record that he's angry he was not able to go into business with Hunter and James Biden. And then they went off on this thing about Donald Trump having a secret bank account and pays more in taxes to China than he pays in federal income taxes to the U.S., on and on and on. How credible does Tony look to you?
4: Um, Well, because, you know, I'm a Trump supporter. I tend to believe that what he's saying is true um but i'm sure that it's going to split right down the support line if if you are a biden supporter you're not going to believe the guy um and you know i don't know anything about him this is the first time i've ever seen so i i I don't really know about his integrity but it makes sense to me based on the emails that joe in fact was far more involved than he uh has has said
0: well and i think do you think the undecided voter cares what Tony has to say
1: well again it's gonna be on like Pat kind of mentioned earlier it's gonna have to be on behalf of like the conservatives if they're gonna be able to put the spotlight on it and highlight how bad this is or more so what it means because I think Mm -hmm. the general populace because of those more let what people see them as legitimate. The CNN's of the world. They're not going to get anywhere near it or more. So if they do, they're going to say that it's just a bunch of a bunch of nonsense. So it depends. It may be something here. Definitely. I think he he, he has to do that in terms of turning in all of his stuff and his electronic. Uh, information to try to highlight, because he don't he doesn't want to ruin his own personal mm-hmm. credibility in this regards if he's putting his neck out there saying something went down you might as well put it lay it all out there and, and make sure that you can't prove otherwise but even if there is something there if there's legitimate without a doubt proof it's going to be on the uh conservatives to highlight that it's going to be on trump and his campaign to highlight that because if that doesn't happen It doesn't matter to the undecided voter, mainly because they're not going to ever get that information that way. It's going to be, you know, messed around with. They're going to claim that something happened or something was illegitimate. If it comes from the CNN, if that's where they're getting their information from.
0: Well, so I think we've got a couple of other clips of the things that Tony had to say in his press briefing. Let's take a listen.
1: I'm
3: making the statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family. Vice President Biden, his brother, Jim Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false.
0: All right. So he did say, uh, Bobulinski did say he doesn't have a political axe to grind against the Bidens. The few times that he's given to political campaigns, it went to Democrats. Um, He Hmm. didn't answer when asked by the media if he had any association with former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Um, people are still trying to piece together how everyone knows each other and how they're all connected. Let's say this information does, it is proven to be true and conservatives are pretty good at getting it out there. Do you think this would be enough to change people's minds and to hold Biden accountable?
4: I doubt it. Um, it's, I mean, we have what? We have less than two weeks before the election now i I think it's a little bit late and i and i don't know that people care about this particular issue because again they don't understand how it affects them in their lives and so they're they're more apt to care about uh the COVID 19 situation what the economy is doing the unemployment rate all of those things should maybe be what we're hammering uh instead of this guy but Uh, It's fascinating to me because we've all been following the story, and, and I happen to believe that there's something very, very wrong going on with the Biden crime family.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only reason why this would be a story worth following is more so because of how that particular side put Trump through the mill and it's almost it's like they whatever they claim the other side was doing they themselves were guilty of or more so the people that they supported were guilty of and i think that's why if it if if it is to be important Mm -hmm. that would more so be why because i think isolated people wouldn't be as trippy about it or really even care we probably wouldn't even be talking about it but because we have been going through all of this nonsense for the last four years and, and russia and the collusion and, and ukraine and 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 all of this and then for basically a lot of corruption to come on the biden side if it does indeed be true that's why it is more so important and i would hope that there may not be maybe not enough to move the needle of the vast majority of, of of let's say the undecided voter or anything but i think to a couple it would be maybe like well wait a minute like this that that's kind of messed up that mm-hmm. they uh, everything that they had claimed that the other side was doing they themselves were very guilty of is there an undecided voter at this? that's point? true <laughs> to, to, to <laughs> I, I i really don't know amazing I, if I would, there is. I, you'd be surprised because people that watch my streams there are people that are like uh, I don't generally vote, or I don't really care about any of these candidates. And it seems that they are, if they if they do come from that perspective, it seems like they are more akin to voting and supporting for Trump. If if it all goes down, right. mm-hmm. because they're like they see that the left is is as crazy as Louis. Well, especially as if ever.
0: it smells of corruption. Yeah, you know, and someone seems like a traditional politician, a corrupt politician. Yeah, but okay. We'll see. Well, we've got to go to break. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Fundrise. You know, we've heard for years that it's important to have a diversified portfolio, stocks and bonds and mutual funds, that kind of thing. But if you've ever looked at a breakdown of the most successful portfolios, you'll typically see a diversified set of real estate. So why isn't it one of the first asset classes you consider when you're looking to diversify? Well, it's simple. It hasn't been available to investors like you and me until now, thanks to Fundrise. Fundrise is an invest, investing platform that makes investing in high-quality, high-potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stock or mutual funds. So whether you're just starting to invest in real estate or you're looking to add more, Fundrise has you covered. Now, to date, Fundrise manages more than $1 billion in assets for 150,000-plus investors. And since 2014, the Fundrise platform has averaged 87 to 12.4% annual returns. Their team of real estate professionals, they carefully vet and actively manage all of their real estate projects. And with their easy-to-use website, you can track your portfolio's performance and you can watch as properties across the country are acquired and improved and operated via asset updates. So start building your better portfolio today. Get started at fundrise.com y to have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash Y to have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. Fundrise.com slash Y. We'll be back in a minute. Well, it wouldn't be a full week unless we had a Nancy Pelosi story for you. So uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, she showed that she would not tolerate a reporter asking about some new revelations involving Joe Biden and his son, Hunter, during a press briefing yesterday. Let's take a listen.
2: you come to an agreement on, on state and local funding. Mm-hmm. No. And, and on liability.
0: Mm-hmm. No. Madam Speaker,
2: um, the serious allegations of corruption involving Joe Biden have been raised it. in recent days. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not answering you your questions, OK? We're talking way? about the coronavirus. That's what I th- I don't have all day for questions. That's what we're taking now. Anybody have a question on the coronavirus negotiations? Yes. I wondered how confident you were that 13 Republican senators would go over there.
0: Now, Nancy usually doesn't turn down an opportunity to talk. (laughs) But this is one time where she was like, no, I don't. I only want questions about COVID. Um, Why do you think she's avoiding answering anything about the investigation? Oh,
4: she won't. She won't answer any tough questions. And for her to be talking to it, man, that, okay, just, I'm not going to tell you anything that uh, you want to know about, because I'm talking about something. I- take off the mask. <laughs> take off the mask for a second while you're talking to these people. It's amazing how many times Democrats do this, how they how they play that card. They just get angry and say, I'm not talking about it. Jill Biden did it a few weeks oh. ago when she was being interviewed by Jake Tapper, Jake Tapper asks her about her husband's gap gaffes. Oh, I'm not even going there. Don't even go there. I can't go there. No, you can't go there. So he doesn't go there. So she says she's refusing any questions other than COVID questions. And everybody just complies. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it is. Too bad Trump
1: doesn't get the same treatment. No, not even close because they're going to make sure they ask and, and demand all sorts of answers in the event that that's what they want. But Look, man, like that's what they get away with, and mm-hmm. if anything, man, you you think that you would see that as a person that is in the middle? Of that mm-hmm. this ain't equal, man. They don't treat these sides Not equal. Um, I, I know that. And I, I just talked about this with my fellow libertarians. We have this bad habit of trying to. Be in between the Democrats and the Republicans, like the old saying of left wing, right wing, same bird. One of the wings here are way more massive than the other, or whether it gets a lot better treatment from <laughs> uh, from the people that tend to the to the airplane. Let's say that because. If that was Trump, of course, they would ask him what if there was some story you see couldn't get away from when this whole impeachment process was going couldn't get Mm -hmm. away from answering questions or uh, getting asked questions about that. Now, there there seems to be a rather smoking gun here about this whole Hunter Biden, Joe Biden thing and some corruption. And of course, they're going to be asked that and they get to say, you know what? Don't feel like it. Don't ask me again. Yeah. And then they go about their yeah. business and it's like, no, <laughs> it's thread. that's, it. Nothing that's
4: it. The only time you can really get the media riled up to where they pursue something, even if a Democrat doesn't want them to, is when the media themselves are being defied. Yeah. Like when Biden won't answer the question about court packing, that pisses them off. And so they keep asking it because you're defying the media now. Hey, wait a minute. We really want to know. And you won't tell us. Well, if if their ego is bruised, then, then they'll, they'll follow it up. It. Yeah,
0: makes sense. So I want to talk about this story. Really interesting. Some tenants of a Fort Morgan, Colorado trailer park. They say that their landlords sent out a letter regarding their fate should Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden win the election. So here's the details. This is according to KUSA TV Um Several unnamed trailer park tenants said they received this letter from their landlord warning them of dire consequences should President Donald Trump lose the election. Uh, The letter was dated October 19th, so it was just a few days ago. It says its purpose is not telling you how to vote, but it does point out the importance of warning the tenants what we will do. So it says... Please understand if Joe Biden is elected as our next president, everything you do and have to pay for will change completely. Everything will be increased, like paying a lot more in taxes, utilities, gasoline, groceries, new permits, freeze and regulations. Everything's this also means your rent will be increased to cover these expenses. Most likely rent would double in price. It says if the current president is reelected, we will not raise the rent for at least two years. Voting is your choice. We're not telling you how to vote. We're just informing our tenants what we'll do according to the election results. If Trump wins, we all win. If Biden wins, we all lose. Vote on November 3rd, 2020. So one of the residents, uh, she said she and her family have lived in the trailer park for 20 years. They said they were highly disturbed by the letter and they said we can't control how this election goes. It was hurtful. How could someone say something like that or basically threaten us according to something we can't control? Um The Colorado Secretary of State's office, they confirmed that they did get a complaint about this letter and passed it along to the state attorney general's office. Um, Is this a scare tactic or do you think this is something that we're going to see more of because a lot of people do believe prices of everything are going to go up? I mean, even with small business owners, they're saying you're going to have to implement all these new safety measures, plexiglass and this and that. That costs money. Mm -hmm. So do you think this was a, a scare tactic or do you think this is them just laying it out on the table and saying, hey, just being up front, things are going to cost more?
4: No, uh, I might be a little of both, yeah. um, but I, I'm not even sure that's legal. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: But, um, I, you know, it, it's, it's in part at least true because taxes are going to go up for everybody. It, the first thing he's going to do on day one is to remove the Trump tax cuts um which doesn't by the way affect only the wealthy because everybody got a tax cut uh so your your taxes are going to go up thus uh your fees are probably going to go up but i don't i don't know it seems a little threatening um to the residents of the of of the trailer park uh and i don't know if you could really enforce that
1: yeah i mean it i guess yeah i think that's more so what it is that's a little bit of both Mm-hmm. But there's obviously some truth to it. There's some reality to that, that I don't think the general family understands that. And definitely people that rent from other folks, folks my age and younger, certainly don't ever seem to understand that raise wit- uh, the, the taxes on the rich, and then their rent goes up, and they're like, well, what the what, what, what's mm-hmm. going on? Well, this is what happens. They pass the, the cost on you. That's <laughs> virtually how it happens in every single industry. And a lot of people don't, know that unfortunately because they are economically illiterate and they don't understand that that impacts them when you raise taxes when you uh increase regulations and and stuff on the folks that in some way house you let's say if they're your landlord or, or something like that or you even purchase goods from them it always gets passed down onto you and most people don't realize that because they're stupid and they think that <laughs> rich folk just are gonna eat the cost yeah sure raise yeah, my sure. raise my taxes uh r- regulate uh me more definitely for the smaller businesses they have to jump through all of those hoops and they're just gonna say well i'm just the profit margin has to decrease now. I guess this is what it is. No, they make the adjustments and they're going to charge you more and it hurts you more. And of course, because you can't, you can't, you can't tend to that. Other folks, rich folks, they're fine. They were like, all right, well, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna have to re- I'm gonna increase the rent, I'm gonna increase whatever it is, uh, the the cost of the good, the cost of the service. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. On, on on my behalf, you are the one that's gonna suffer for that. And I wish folks really understood that before they went to calling for more taxes or more right. regulations. It's definitely on on rich folks.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Or or a higher minimum wage. Oh yeah, that's, that's that's the raise biggest Raise the minimum one. wage to yeah. fifteen dollars an hour. The restaurateur is not gonna just eat that cost. Yeah. It's right. gonna pass it on to everybody, and then they're their food is going to go up, and then they're going to wonder why. Yep. Right. So
0: I am not paying $20 for a tiny steak, I'll tell you <laughs> right. <that> right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, got to go to break. We'll be back in just a second. It's always the worst when you get to a restaurant. I remember, I won't name the restaurant, but they used to have cookies that were like this big, and they were huge. Hollywood actress Jennifer Lawrence, she said that she used to be Republican, but Trump pushed her away from the party. She made these comments while she was a guest on the Absolutely Not podcast uh, with comedian Heather McMahon. She said, it's extremely hard to talk about politics. And, you know, I don't want to. I'm an actor. I want everybody to see my movies. I grew up Republican and the first president, my first time voting, I voted for John McCain. I was a little Republican and I changed my politics based on the things that I lived. She said she was fortunate to grow up in a Republican house where she could see the fiscal benefits of some Republican policies, but also the social issues that weren't in line with her views. She said, but then for me, when Donald Trump got elected, that just changed everything. This is an impeached president who broke many laws and has refused to condemn white supremacy. And it feels like there's been a line drawn in the sand. Uh, She said, I don't want to support a president who supports white supremacists, although... (laughs) He obviously has condemned that many times, even called into Fox News with Sean Hannity and said, let me be clear again. I condemn the KKK. I condemn all white supremacists. But she does say she yearns for Obama. She oh, said that she was a
4: Republican fondly
0: on those days. <laughs> yeah, she it's very interesting because she was talking about being a Republican. But then she voted for John McCain. So, I mean, I don't know how many people would say, like, well, that's a hardcore Republican. But. If she considered herself a Republican, how could she say that she yearns for the Obama administration? Yeah,
4: no way. No way. And when you hear her talk politics, I mean... It's like, yeah, I used to be Republican, but now I'm a member of the Communist Party USA. (laughs) Really? Wow, that's a switch. That's a Trump. I can't stand him, so I joined the Communist Party. (laughs) I mean, none of these people, very few of them in Hollywood are Republicans or have ever been Republicans or have any kind of conservative leaning. When you hear her talk, she is pretty radically left, it seems. Um, And, you know, this is a group of people... That has now condemned and hated Chris Pratt just because he didn't show up at a Democrat fundraiser, and so uh, you know I don't, I don't know that she understands exactly what being a Republican would be all about.
1: Well, I just think it's a bunch of nonsense just because it seems like when that, when there are people that are. Let's say a part of that, the entertainment elites—they seem to always have the same story. Like, well, I, I used to kind of be that. guy. Yeah. No evidence really of them actually doing that or or coming out and being being to the like to the forefront with their political views in that regards. But then now, now Trump, Trump changed me. It's like, come on, man, yeah. you don't have to mm-hmm. front with us. We know exactly what what this is. You only come out and say something like that in the event that you can demonize Trump because that's the easiest position to have among your colleagues. It's actually to the contrary when you the more brave thing let's say to do is to hell ask Chris Pratt just be apolitical. You don't even have right. to vote for someone. You don't have to have to be openly supportive of any side of this particular. Thing. You just can't be just just be not a democrat. Right. And they find issue with that it kills me to hear some of these folks talk that are among the entertainment elite but it is one thing that I think a lot of folks should be paying attention to because look Say what you will. The left, are, they're very smart in, in that regards that they go to the entertainment. They go to you saw AOC was playing video games, playing Among Us on Twitch, had 500 some thousand people uh, watching her. They pay attention to that mm. sort of stuff. And as you wonder why these young folks tend to come up. And this is what a conservative is law, like, criticize the culture. conservative mm-hmm. culture. That's, again, politics culture. Are, has always been a lagging indicator. And conservatives and libertarians especially yep. would do them a lot of it would do them a lot of help to actually not, let's say, try to crap on the subculture because it's very, very influential. And that's why your son, your daughter is a raging socialist. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point.
0: So there's an Ohio sheriff though that wants to help some of those celebrities that want to leave our country. His name is Sheriff Richard K. Jones. He is a self-described Trump supporter, and he said on Monday he's going to help any celebrities out there who plan on leaving the country if they don't get the electoral result that they want. He's in a viral video. He says he's going to donate money to the celebrities for their airfare. He said, I'll even help them pack. He said, these are mostly the same people who don't like police, that don't like first responders. I hope you do leave. Maybe you can make a better life there in that country. Um, Anyway, he also wrote in a Facebook post, if you think about coming to Butler County to abuse police, think again. He said that he's sick of the lawlessness that he's seen in the country over the last few months directed towards police. He said, I won't tolerate it, period. You shoot at the police, expect us to shoot back. (laughs) So... Is this just a celebrity stunt that they do every time it's an election year where they say, because mm-hmm. I remember there were so many that said they were going to leave. And none the, of them the, not us They got
4: our hopes all up left. and then they didn't go. <laughs> yeah. Michael Moore did that. Like, really? You're going to leave? You're going to go to Canada? Okay. Yeah. Nope, he didn't do it. He didn't follow through. And now it's uh, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen yes. this week. And there was somebody else too. And, well,
1: a bunch of them. It was yeah. Last the week talking about they were going to Australia and, uh, and all kinds of. Uh, 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 places, I'm like, good. You're not, you're not gonna do that. But though. yeah, they don't. Yeah, they're, they're, they're never not, do. not gonna do that. And like, imagine being that self-righteous to where the threat is that you're going to leave in the event that you like you don't get the president that you want. Right. That's how they think of themselves. It's like, oh well, wait a <laughs> minute, because. This actor or actress is about to go. Oh, we have to. We have to make sure Trump doesn't get a, get elected. Right. Like nobody cares, bro. Like right. nobody cares. See like, you that, later. If that's what you want to do, you got money. Like by all means, like do whatever it is that you're gonna do. They don't need to even announce it. This.
4: It's not like they babysit your kids, so you're gonna lose your babysitter. Right. To Australia. Right. Oh well. Okay. See. Ya.
0: <laughs> it's a, like you mentioned, um, Bruce Springsteen. He did say if Trump is reelected, which he will not be, I'm predicting. Right now, he's going to lose. If by some happenstance he should be, I will see you on the next plane. But this sheriff, Richard K. Jones, he's like, that's fine. I will mm-hmm. donate towards your airfare. I will help you pack up. And if you come to my county causing any problems, he said, if you come to this county expecting a free pass to harm one of my men or women in uniform, keep in mind, nothing in life is free. I love that. So
4: Plus, maybe Bruce Springsteen should concentrate more heavily on being able to stay on key. Just a little <laughs> suggestion. Maybe he should be... A little more cognizant of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Bruce. All right, we we have our poll question of the day to get to. We've got our results from yesterday's poll question, so we're going to get to that in just a minute when we come back.
4: <laughs> I can't <stand> Bruce. Bruce.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I mean, why even make the threat if you're never going to make it right.
1: on it? Right.
0: Yesterday we asked all of you, are you planning on watching the debate tonight? And turns out 73.4% of you said yes. That's good. I think there were a lot of people Mm -hmm. that watched that, again, normally wouldn't have watched multiple debates. And more people have watched, I think, this year than in many years past.
4: I think if I didn't have to, I don't think I would have watched last night. Because it's just so aggravating to watch watch the lies that continually spill out of (laughs) Biden and his team. But So that's really commendable. Yeah. 70, almost 74% of people are going to watch it, and, and they don't have to?
0: Yeah, it's that's pretty good. good. That's great. Well, our question today is, who won, Trump or Biden? I was interested to see this morning when I woke up what each uh, news outlet had written about who they thought won. But who do mm-hmm. you guys think won?
4: Oh, Trump for sure. Yeah, I think Trump steamrolled him last night. Um, His demeanor was great. His answers were good. He might have concentrated a little too much on the Biden crime family aspect because a lot of people don't know the story. And it's interesting when he speaks about things, he always assumes, you know, what he's talking about. I keep hearing the number 750. Well, most people don't know what you're talking about when you say 750. They don't know that that's the amount of tax the New York Times claims that you paid two years in a row. Um, So there was probably too much of that. But otherwise, he was I thought he was brilliant last night.
1: Yeah, from what I saw, I mean, I would say that he was better than Biden. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. sit here and just say he was just the, the greatest, but better than Biden for sure. But it doesn't take much to do that. I don't think. Uh, look, Biden's being carried, as I've mentioned time and time again, by people that aren't him. Um, it has nothing to do with what he said. He can say he could say he can lie through his teeth every single time. He can say crazy things, but he's going to be able to get away with it because of certain folks. Uh, CNN, they, I saw they took a poll. They said that they thought, of course, Biden won. No surprise there. Um, so it's interesting mm-hmm. to see what's reality to certain people um, out of this. But in my honest opinion, just completely uh, not biased to, to really any either of those guys. It looks like Trump. Yeah,
0: he did a nice job. All right, so you're, if people want to know more about you, where can they go?
1: For Cannon's sake, of course, dot com. You can hear the podcast live on all major digital platforms or Young Ripper 5-9 on YouTube. Love Catch me, it. Uh, arguing with socialists. <laughs>
0: I love it. And then, of course, Pat Gray Unleashed. Yep. One of the best shows on the network. All right, you guys have a good weekend. Thanks for being here. Thanks You
1: too. Thanks for listening to
2: the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at BlazeTV.com.